Sup witches, Phil here, and you've just caught me on the uh, terribly overcast walk to work on Monday the 4th of February. It's uh, grim, it looks like it's about to rain, but at least, well, at least hopefully for the next couple of minutes until I get to work, uh, I will remain dry. Uh, I've just uh, having to take a break from my usual religious practice of catching Pokemon on the way to work. Uh, because I've just remembered I forgot to record our very important public announcement due to go at the start of this episode. So I do apologise for my awful level of unprofessionalism. Over by now, I'm sure it's something you've come to expect. So as you know, we take great pride on releasing each episode every week. However, due to uh, having a baby in the house and a wife who doesn't want to be shooed out of the house every weekend, <laughs> um, we've, uh, we've taken the uh, very difficult decision to move the show onto a fortnightly basis. So uh, every fortnight you can expect a new episode from Sabrina the Teenage Watch. Also, uh, we do apologise for the long hiatus in between episodes. Uh, obviously, Christmas and New Year is a very period of time for everybody, uh, especially when you're trying to record and write a podcast around a small little crying, pooing human being who wants all your devout attention and love. And as for the baby, <laughs> hey, dig at my wife there. Uh, anyway, I'm about to enter work and I've been given enough funny looks as it is during this walk. So I do, uh, do hope this news isn't so devastating. Uh, likewise, I do hope this episode isn't too devastating. You've waited long enough for it. Anyway, uh, enjoy the show and uh, may every little thing you do today, at least, be magic. Oh shit, nearly got run over. Fuck. And welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three amiable and alienating aviators review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. At least, that's the plan. I am not alone, however. Uh, I've not even introduced myself. (laughs) (laughs) I am not alone, however. Where am I? Who are you and who are your friends? Uh, yes, well... Who's can, your daddy and what does he do? You can tell it's been a stressful Christmas and New Year in between recordings. Uh, my name is Phil Dean. I'm your host and guide and extremely tired and forgetful host who feels like he's not done this for ages. Uh, and I'm joined by uh, my uh, closest friends. They are Mr. Graham Riley. Hello, Graham. Hello! We're literally your closest friends because we're the ones nearest to you. <laughs> and uh, Christopher Evans. Hello, Chris. Hello, Phil. First of all, get the admin out of the way. Happy New Year, boys! Happy New Year! Yes, that thing happened. You think we're talking about 2019? We're not! We're talking about 1999. Indeed. Have you been partying like it's been this year? Oh, I, I, absolutely. I've been drinking Sunny Delight and um, eating a lot of uh, cheese and onion rolls and uh, playing on uh, Network Q Rally. That's what I did in 1999. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, all year? Every day? All day? Every day. All day, only breaking to watch Robot Wars, obviously. Okay, oh, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah, Happy New Year to you too, Chris. Do you have such fond memories of 99, or is this another year that you'd rather forget? I believe this was the year where we got our first family computer. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I think I got mine around this time. Yeah, it was... yeah. Um, I, I can't remember the make or model. It was set up on the nest of tables, because we didn't even have a computer desk. Yeah, mm-hmm. So it was the nest of tables. You had the screen, and then the keyboard, and the sign table for the see, mouse. See, I, I feel it like a, a little rich kid as we had uh, we had our own computer desk oh, whoa <laughs> hey whoa whoa yeah we oh, had our own horses. our own our own 
you know, specific for computers, computer desk. Yeah. After we got our extension, we uh, actually had room for yeah, the a little rich boy over here. I know, yeah, who's a rich boy now? <laughs> extension. Yeah. He gets a desk, you get an extension. Nesta tables. <laughs> so after we demolished our conservatory and built uh, the extension, we had enough room for the computer table, and then we got one. Uh, but yeah, no, we are in 1999, uh, as well as uh, in, in the real world, the mortal realm, in uh, 2019. Oh my god, that's... 20 years. Chris, we were 20 years old last year as well. <laughs> it is it is fortuitous and I think apt, apt, that we uh, have stayed 20 years hence from where the episodes were airing. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good little retrospective yeah. sort of reminder of, of, of the old past of, yeah. our, of our childhood. decades. Indeed. Yes. Oh. But on the topic of, of our new year, obviously it's 2019, boys, are New Year's re- resolutions, is that anything that you tend to think about or, or keep? I think when you get to the age of, of 29, as I will soon be, uh, and you've broken every New Year's resolution you've ever made, you've given up by now. <laughs> you share the same thoughts, Chris? No, I'm pretty happy with who I am, so okay. why, why resolve? Where something when there's no issues it's that old if it ain't broke don't fix it um, uh, should do a new resolution for this podcast anyway which is interact more on social media because <laughs> uh, I used to do one post a day I know people do loads um, but since since having the baby uh, social media isn't something I've really been concerned about so maybe we'll be more interacting e on Twitter maybe Maybe. Maybe. See, we're not even, we're not <laughs> even committing we're not to, to it. It's just I'll tell you when the latest episode's on. I mean, if you want to chat to us, I might get back to you. Well, it's one of those. It's like, Graham, do you have Twitter? Uh, yes, but only to follow other people. I never post anything myself. Oh, right. I thought you were going to say, no, never mind then. <laughs> I was going to go, we don't have Twitter, so that just leaves to Phil. And Phil's been looking after a whole other human well, being. Well, here we go then. New association for you guys. Get tweeting. I have Twitter so I can build an echo chamber of like-minded people whose opinions I can read and feel validated about myself and comforted. I don't believe anybody needs to know what I, myself, think. (laughs) You're an interesting person. Make a Salem account then for... uh... Oh, that'd be fun, won't it? Salem, Salem, make an account. There's probably tens of thousands. No one will talk about arseholes quite so much. <laughs> That's the main difference between our Salem Twitter account and... Uh, and any other. Yeah, it would just yeah, be full of arseholes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Happy New Year, folks, to uh, to those in 1999 and those in 2019. I know all of you are listening. Uh, so we're on to episode 12, which is our first episode of the new year. Uh, boys, it's called Whose So-Called Life Is It Anyway? Because the title made up the uh, a, a mock of two titles of two big shows around the time that we thought maybe there's going to be some cameos but uh, boys were there any cameos in sight uh none whatsoever and nothing that really um referred or related to either of the reference i mean it's, it's possible that some of um like valerie's parents who we do meet we do meet the burkeheads um maybe they appeared in some uh, episodes yeah you know there's only, there's only so far our googling for fuck's sake goes and if we don't if we're not interested we're not going to look into it i'm afraid <laughs> we leave that up to you guys so interact with us and then we can uphold our new year's resolution it's all down to you <laughs> yeah yeah balls in your court yeah. yeah motivate us please you 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 get in touch with us and we'll see if we'll get in touch with you there we go we'll be spurred on won't we I'll make those new year's resolutions but I don't have to do anything and it's all down to somebody else <laughs> that's, that's fine uh, happy new year folks uh, Sabrina gets a warning that she's not allowed to use any charitable magic because it can have dire consequences and uh, she happens to make Valerie's parents wish that 
I guess Sabrina was her daughter in a way and Valerie turns into Sabrina. Isn't all magic charitable magic? Some of it's quite vindictive. Yeah. You know, like turning Libby, giving Libby like goblin ears and things as we we <laughs> Turning Libby into it. a goat, turning yeah. Libby into a pineapple. No, that is charitable. It, it's removing Libby from the social circles, therefore... Okay. You're, it's you're charitable to a wider cause. There you go. Okay. So it isn't all magic charitable. I would say that this episode is very conservative. And I mean that with a big C. Because it's very much, you shouldn't help other people. Because really, the only true way to help people is to let them work it out for themselves. Which is absolute bullshit, but it is a uh, philosophy that a lot of people subscribe to. Mm-hmm. Particularly those that hold power in the world. So yeah, it was very, very bit Tory this episode. Bit Tory. Didn't yeah, like it, didn't like it that much. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you there. You know, it it was nice that Sabrina, uh, you know, tried to help Valerie's family, sort of. But yeah, it, it didn't have to kind of go tits up quite so extreme and quickly. I just don't like the idea that like I understand that you can't always just be like righting everybody's wrongs with magic, and it would it would lead to a very messed up world, um, full of messed up people, even more so than it is without magic. The witches, man, we know the witches' council are horrible, so yes. I guess it's not that surprising. But yeah, the witches' council saying, "Yeah, you should stop helping people with your magic." Mm. I guess yeah, maybe maybe you should just sort of learn a lesson that you need to do it in moderation. But yeah, I don't like the idea that charitable magic is wrong, which is basically the uh, the message coming away from this episode. Yeah, I mean, we do find out that that, that particular um, uh, bulletin that's come through about the charitable magic comes through a uh, subscription uh, magazine called Enchanted by. We don't know who's running that magazine. Could be the Witches' Council. Could be a propaganda paper. It could, but also if you're not subscribing, we wouldn't hear the message. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but it's clearly enchanted by Drell, isn't it? Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Enchanted by Drell. By Drell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lather, lather me up, chaps. <laughs> And on that luscious note, let's uh, crack into the episode. So the episode opens up on Salem channeling his inner Picasso. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that's right. Dude, dude, a paint, isn't he, of a, of a uh, funny shaped woman? <laughs> Who? Sorry, I know you distracted, Graham, but I just want to make an announcement. I think our last episode is up for a Guinness World Record for the most shit puns made in a single Sabrina-themed episode yeah. podcast. Um, so this one, I will try and die it down. So I think that's that's the one that I can remember is is in there okay. right off the bat. So it, 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 uh, it was it was a pretty good one. Oh, thank thank it caught, you. Caught, caught, caught very off guard. I I don't believe you. I don't believe you that you're going to cut back on the puns. I think the next thing you say will involve a pun. Okay, let me just go through. Um, oh, instead of Monet, I did say Mogay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get rid of that one. <laughs> LS Meowry. <laughs> <laughs> We're just as bad as each other. <laughs> yes, no, he's channeling his sort of, he's in a Picasso because he's painting a portrait of a disfigured woman. And it turns out that said disfigured woman is Hilda. With a disfigured face! Oh my goodness, I mean, I would prefer disfigured face to no face, which we've had with Zelda, and I still don't think it was bad as the ears. No, no, well, well it's just say this, this is a, a, a warm welcome to uh, season three returner, uh, body horror. Yes, body horror, uh, Hilda's eyes, on one eye above the other eye, uh, she has no nose, she needs to sneeze. 
So she wants her nose back. Yeah. As Chris pointed out, in fact, you want to make this point about uh, Picasso and maybe how he came by his uh, his unusual art? Genuinely can't remember what I said. <laughs> said that, um, the, like, maybe like the magic was involved. Like, maybe oh, he was right. actually like painting actual like people with distorted faces. Using yeah, magic. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it actually <laughs> transpires. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> So it actually transpires that Picasso might have even been a witch and used magic to disfigure people which he later painted. Okay, would you have remembered that fact if the uh, the fun fact helicopter had come in? Oh, the you mean this one? <laughs> I can't do it. That's the fun model railway engine. <laughs> um, fun fact, assault rifle, I think. Coming soon. It was the fun fact garden sprinkler. <laughs> okay, so let's try it again, Chris, see if you remember it this time. Uh, fun fact garden sprinkler. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Picasso was a witch. <laughs> Maybe he was. Um, well... Even if Picasso was not a witch, perhaps Hilda was his model. Perhaps Hilda was his muse, and she Maybe. distorted her face um, and got a cut of uh, the profits from his paintings. Although probably like a lot of famous painters, perhaps I think he was actually rich and famous in his time. Picasso, unlike uh, Van Gogh, uh, as is mentioned later, didn't really get any uh, recognition until after he died. Mm. Okay, yeah, cool. Thank you, chaps. Maybe we'll see more fun fact instruments later on in the episode. Uh, the titles roll. And what she's dressed as like a, a bus boy, yeah, a bellboy, bellboy, or a bellhop, bellhop, bellhop. Uh, she she says something to be like an air hostess. She says, "For your own safety, please watch the following video." And then does the whole pointy thing and puts the mask on. Maybe the "for own safety, please watch the following video" is a, is a message for her because she's a bellboy uh, on bellhop. on a plane, bellhop on a plane. In the wrong job, telling people to do the wrong things. I tell you what, though, if we do see a bellhop-themed mirror gag of her in the same outfit later on in the season, I'm going to flip my shit. <laughs> that is a new level of lazy with these things. <laughs> that, that's them just going, ah, oh, we've got her in a bellhop outfit. That's close enough to an air steward, isn't it? Yeah. We're in the kitchen and Salem is still in his painting gear. But that's beyond the point because Zelda is busy reading Enchanted by Drell, uh, the gossip-ridden magazine for witches. But that's beyond the point too also because, chaps, Hilda's dating. When did that happen? This is like the most genuinely excited we've seen Hilda over a man, I yes. think. I mean, her and a Will... A mortal man at that as well. A mortal man. I mean, her, her and Will had ended up kind of having a right time. Didn't they? Um, yeah, she tolerated him when he had the mindset of a thirteen-year-old boy. Yeah. But for the most part, this is just, as far as we know, this is just a mortal man. She has met. She's not altered his mind. She's not gone through a sort of a thing of like sort of loving him but hating him at the same time. As, as, yeah, as far as we're aware, she hasn't murdered the significant other. No. As far as we're aware, as far, as, far as, as we're aware. Yeah, yeah. This is the first time that we've actually seen her besotted with a. Uh, with a man, and I've got to say, from what little we see of him, I don't know why. He seems like the kind of person she'd hate. He's really sort of smug and slick, fake tanned, sort of sharp dressed, nineties uh, sort of you know like businessman. Yeah, nineties. Yeah, nineties yeah, like sort of hunky businessman. Yeah, it's a bit of an odd, out of character uh, moment for Hilda. I feel like 
I'm not saying she's incapable of love, obviously, but I think it would be somebody similarly inclined that she would fall for. Yeah, it's he's such a Zelda guy. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's almost as if the um, storylines have been flipped. Mm. Although they're both in this episode, so it's definitely not to cover for anybody's absence. Yeah, out of character episode for Hilda, I think. Yeah, it's a shame because yeah, because we we do want her to see happy with with a man. She keeps going on about the 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 lack of men around for, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it's just just a wrong match. Now that you mention it, the flip storyline that kind of makes sense because Hilda's more likely to have the gossip magazines than Zelda is and Zelda's more likely to be with a guy called Brock but Zelda's less likely to go into business with Salem and sell the paintings Mm. so I think that's the only reason why so I think they cast Brock in thinking it be Zelda. Zelda tells Sabrina to take note of the Witches' Council bulletin that witches under the age of 21 should refrain from using charitable magic because it can have disastrous long-term consequences. So in typical teenage style, she ignores every word and zaps in a crystal ball for Salem's food. Yes. Um, so they were saying, as an example, there was someone who uh, had really bad acne and their witch friends zapped it all away. However, because that person then didn't have acne, they didn't go on to develop a cure for acne. Well, Zelda was researching a cure for acne in a previous episode. She wanted to give hope to the oily, if you remember. She did. So, yeah, um, yeah uh, perhaps uh, Zelda had some competition eliminated from uh, from her uh, research there. Sabrina's ignoramus behaviour continues in school where she helps Harvey open his locker. However, she uses quick thinking to make Libby disappear by declaring that she has nits. Ew. Ew? Yes, nits. Our word for uh, for headlights. Cooties. Yes. Um, have you ever had nits? Yeah. Uh, no, my sister did. Um, clearly my hair was... was filthy so uh, they uh, had no interest in a ju- in a jumping vessel but yeah she had nits we had the comb that that like made like a high pitched like when you it and it went and then the bus stopped when you made a kill <laughs> yeah, um, yeah uh, kill <laughs> yeah, I wish you did that uh, good, good times good times yeah Valerie invites Sabrina over for dinner this week which she happily accepts so we will finally meet the Burkheads uh, back home and Salem has been uh, very busy expressing himself through art but now he wants something out of it so he asks Hilda to take it to the new hip gallery for him but she can't as her date Brock is picking her up soon Brock sounds like a, a cool dude. Or a geo dude. Yeah, that's. that's yeah, that's very, yeah. Very, very, yeah, yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I like um, it. Yeah, excellent. But yeah, so this is Brock, uh, Zelda's man, but obviously just for the matter of storyline, it is Hilda's. Hilda can't take it to the hip gallery because she's got a date with Brock. Plus, no one will accept art that's made by a cat. They fucking will now, though, won't they? Yeah, if a cat. I mean. If, if, if a cat painted a Picasso-style painting, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Like, the money they could make! Just pretend he's a normal cat that has this incredible artistic skill, and he would rake it in. Salem's an idiot. <laughs> he's such a moron. Yeah. Then again, though, I mean, it just this is before social media rolled in and stuff, but now a cat doesn't have to do anything. A cat needs to stand there and be a cat. And let's go, it's on talk shows, it's raking in millions, selling yeah. merch. But yeah, a cat selling art, of course. Yeah, of course um, it made the well, money. Well, we've got a horse that sells art. Yeah, there's a there's a horse artist. There is also it was on the news just the other day, or maybe even last night. Uh, the there's a hairdresser that is turning horses 
into art by shaving shapes and figures into their 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 manes and and fur and bodies. People love art by animals, art with animals, art on animals. As long as it's not performance art on animals. <laughs> yeah. Hell. Some, some people Whoa. Whoa. Do you know it was a sexy gallery. Yeah. <laughs> Let's it's, not go into the donkey shows, Phil. It's a big business. Yeah. Big business. And Salem missed the boat. He could have been at the forefront of it. Uh, oh, and Hilda thinks... forefront of it. <laughs> oh, I was going to get that. <laughs> Damn. Uh, plus, oh, Hilda also thinks all oh, this art's crap anyway. Uh, but once Brock arrives, he says how amazing it is. So Hilda obviously decides to take all the credit and go into business with Salem. At the Burkehead residence, we meet the famous Burkeheads. We've got Daddy Burkehead, who is a safety inspector. Mommy Burkehead is a nutritionist. And Lil Warren Burkehead wears a bicycle helmet in the car. Have we really heard anything about Valerie's parents, other than that they wanted to send her to a convent? <laughs> I think that's it. We've heard passing comments by it, but nothing, yeah, nothing to do with them as, as people. But then I suppose, yeah, if, if they're so cautious and safety conscious, maybe that might make sense. But, uh, yeah, it's a very... It's a very sterile environment, to say the least. Um, and it's an environment where, if that was your home life, you would possibly live in fear of anybody ever discovering it, which may account for Valerie's uh, constant uh, neuroses and paranoia. Quite an eye-opener. I, I quite enjoyed Valerie's parents as, uh, as characters, though. It was a very, uh, very interesting and um, comically hellish home yes. situation. Yeah. You know. Real life hellish home situations aren't funny at all, but uh, yeah, one where your family have two of the most sort of cautious and um, joyless occupations. Although I found the whole nutritionist thing quite interesting. Right. Please it, tell more. Because it very much speaks to how like healthy food and particularly not eating meat was still a punchline in 1999. Oh god, yeah. Whereas it wouldn't be now. I think. I know people will get offended. Well, I think somebody cracking jokes about, like, oh, the tofu, that's what fucking, I don't know, it's what, what Louis C.K. would do on his, uh, his comeback stand-up set or something. It's like stupid, out-of-touch old men like make jokes about. So, uh, yeah, I think it was quite, quite interesting uh, how attitudes to that sort of thing have changed. And to some degree, health and safety, but I think especially, um, especially nutrition. <laughs> she eats well. What loser? She eats well. She's got a nice heart, and her arteries aren't clogged. She's, oh, what a dick! She's gonna live a long, healthy life. Prick. Like I think. I think. Yeah. I think those days are gone now. Uh, thankfully. Yeah. Again, I, I do enjoy the family. I think they're uh, they're not as over the top as they could have easily been. They're the nice sort of um, balance between sane and just overly cautious and a bit zany. Yeah, they, they seemed like generally sort of like. Sensible, rational people, almost just too sensible and too rational. Yes, uh, up to you know to the extent of uh, Warren wearing a bicycle helmet uh, in the car. Yeah. Well, in fairness, well, nineteen ninety nine was the rear airbags in cars. Oh no, no, for the most part, no. Not no, at all. exactly. So it makes logical sense to wear a bicycle helmet in the car. Yeah. Some cars still didn't have seat belts in the back. No. So. There you go. Uh, the family's ridiculous over-concern is driving Sabrina mad and extremely bored, so she hands over a wishbone to Ma and Pa Burkhead, whilst also reciting an incantation to make whatever they wish come true. Uh, Salem's wishes come true as well, though as Sabrina magics her unwanted beets and rhubarb pie onto his palate, which he can't de- 
can't decide whether to, I guess, paint with them or stuff his face with them. Yeah, we see Salem's um, just chronic uh, addiction to food of any kind. Uh, later, when he receives his rhubarb pie, he's like, it smells awful, it looks terrible, I'm not eating this all. <laughs> I'm not going to eat this at all. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love rhubarb pie. Uh, at the Burkhead residence, we've done that bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the evening is finally drawing to a close uh, as they uh, play another game of charades. But they don't play... Sh- no. no, it's charades. They play charades, but they call it charades because they are ignorant uh, Americans who have no respect for the original French. Charades. <laughs> okay, charades. Charades. And this is the second time uh, Graham has been on charades, charades, gate duty. Yes, that's right. It's coming before, isn't it? Yeah. So the evening is finally drawing to a close and Serena tries to leave before Valerie's mum bags up some awful leftovers. Valerie's mum pulls Serena aside, however, to tell her that earlier she wished Valerie was more upbeat and confident and happy like Sabrina. And as Serena says herself, what could possibly go wrong? Well, a lot, but we'll, we will get to that. Um, do you think it's a bit mean or is it just a harmless comment Valerie's mum makes about wishing... Do you think? What I'm saying is, would you would you say that Valerie's mum is wishing her daughter was somebody else, or wishing that she was just a bit she, uh, a better version? Like a better version, like taking a few attributes from someone else and using them to their advantage. I've had that. My mum thinks that I should be more like you. I thought you can say your mum wishes that you were more like Sabrina as well. <laughs> everybody wants their, or everyone should want their children to be to be happy, to be confident, to be comfortable in their own skin and Valerie clearly is not possibly a little of that fault lies with parenting but you know it, it, it does just happen you know especially because they, in... they don't seem like they seem like loving parents oh yeah they're, just, they I think yeah they're just a bit overly cautious with things and but, I think know, that's, uh, that's their lifestyles cause Valerie to turn yeah, out and like the way that. that they raised her overly cautiously it's like oh is she okay is she not okay we don't know are you going to be okay and having that anxious nature around you the entire time it's like oh my god she's crawling where's she going to crawl to don't put your finger in the plug ah! it's made her afraid of taking risks yes and perhaps Maybe if they were a little more liberal with her, maybe that wouldn't happen. But the fact of the matter is, you know, in your adolescent years, it's just a, it's just a time that makes you very anxious. And mm. you know, like even if your parents are incredibly supportive and open-minded, it can just happen that way. So I think she is just sincerely wishing, you know, thinking Sabrina seems, you know, confident and comfortable in her own skin. If only Valerie could be that way, not. I wish Valerie was Sabrina. Back home, and it turns out that the snooty gallery bought all of Salem's paintings. And best of all, they paid all in singles, so real pussycat Salem can roll around in all the bills. Yes. The first original gift. <laughs> that was clearly shot for a very short period of time, and then just rewound and played back and rewound. Yes! Back. <laughs> it was the original gift. It was. Yeah. I... Uh, in fact, no, it wasn't. The original GIF was actually on a floppy disk. It took up the entire floppy disk. Uh, I don't know where I know that fact from. And you don't know what the GIF was of? I've not a clue. Will, will, you, will you remember more information about it if the fun fact ice cream van dropped by? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Great. <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, um, you... no, no, no. The 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 first ever uh, gif was on a floppy disk. Um, is it a gif of the gab? Is it God's gif? <laughs> it was a gif of a train approaching people and everyone shit themselves. Oh, I think. 
<laughs> Brilliant. Um, <laughs> I found it. Uh, I think the first. This is someone who did it. I think the first gift was a picture of a plane. It was a long time ago. <laughs> Thanks. Cheers. Thanks for that. Plane from a long time ago. Dot gif. Uh, in school and before the first bell, Valerie is really upbeat and confident, especially enough to cut Libby off with a bitter divorce quip. Meeting. Yeah, something about meeting for children from a bitter divorce. Oh no, it wasn't that. That would be really harsh. Um, <laughs> no, she said, "Don't you have a meeting for future bitter divorcees in America?" Oh, so yeah. she's not mocking Libby for having divorced parents, which I think she does. <laughs> um, but the fact that in future her marriage will end in disaster and she'll be a bitter divorcee. Yeah. Which would probably make sense. Yeah, it's a very, very, very cutting though, and very unvalerie. So uh, it begins. It, it's and actually quite unsabrinery. Yes, as it goes. Yes, I don't think Sabrina would cut that deep. No, yeah, not she, that she, deep. she resorts to comments about like head lice, you know. Yeah, she Play, playful, childish rumours. Not you're going to be old, fat, divorced, and alone. Yeah, and again, no. I suppose. Yeah, I suppose Libby, yeah, Libby has done horrible things to sorry Sabrina has done horrible things to Libby uh, in the past and perhaps if she didn't have magic which at this stage in her uh, transformation Valerie doesn't maybe she would instead use more hateful words mm-hmm. mm, I possible. see it's possible that is definitely plausible Serena is really impressed at how her apparent presence in her house has made Valerie more tolerable so she pats herself on the back far too early in class Valerie is now good at math and she's even doing extra Spanish tutoring. They even talk at the exact same time. Oh man, it's almost as if they have the same brain. Oh. Also, poster watch. Yes, go ahead. Oh yes. Um, there was a little one here that said, did you spot it? It was a baseball slide. And it said, go for it. Oh, that's so inspiring. Wait, a base- so it was a baseball slide. It said, go for go it. Go for it. You are aware that's called stealing whatever base it is. Stealing second base. So what actually that poster is saying is, go finger, for it. Finger somebody. <laughs> go for it. Steal someone's virginity. <laughs> yeah. Go for a base. Do it. There was also another poster during Harvey uh, pulling his locker open, which I failed to mention. Um, it was a poster of an astronaut. Did you yes. catch what it said? No. It said, no dream is too extreme. Nice. Sabrina heads to Valerie's house to speak with her mother about the exact wording of her witch. Witch. <laughs> witch? Sabrina... The exact wording of her witch, witch. <laughs> witch. Sabrina heads to Valerie's house to speak with her mother about the exact wording of her wish, which turned out to be, I wish our Valerie could be just like Sabrina, a spell that even extends to wearing the same outfit. Have you? Uh, did you catch uh, Sabrina basically tearing apart the uh, repetitive plot lines of her own show? <laughs> I, I do, uh, but, but please, please. She, uh, she um, says one of my one of my spells has backfired. Well, that's unusual. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Uh, yeah. Not content with her uh, tearing apart uh, Teen Angel, she's now tearing apart her own show. <laughs> her own show, yeah. trying to derail her own show because boys. She, she's going to get in, into those movies now, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she is. She's, she's going to be driving us crazy uh, in a bonus episode coming soon. Indeed. It, that's an episode we, we wanted to do for a while, so uh, it, it's, it's this year, isn't it? It's yes, it's just, just the right time for it. Yeah, so don't worry. There will be two bonus episodes coming uh, at the end of this season. There will be Sabrina Goes to Rome. Yes. Oh, yes. 
And also, uh, yeah, uh, Drive Me Crazy. Yes. And Melissa Joan Hart and Britney Spears. Um, oh, as well, a nice little um, extra in the set. I didn't spot it when we first watched it, but there's... Uh, what's behind... What do you see behind Valerie's door? Door number one! <laughs> <laughs> what do we see behind Valerie's door number one? What do we see behind? It's a fire extinguisher. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. In a, yeah. In a house, uh, in a reference to a safety-conscious parents, there is a, a fire extinguisher mounted uh, in the hallway of a house. Actually, uh, at unsafe height <laughs> yes <laughs> some would argue because if Warren the, the young boy needed to use it he'd need to go and get a step ladder from the roaring flames of the kitchen to then grab the fire extinguisher there you go there, there you go. go and though Warren could reach up and take it it's not that high up it could then fall on his head it's very exactly. heavy and his arms are puny so, yeah. Yeah. so it's there we go. Unsafe hunt. Thank well. Well, there we go. We thought it was just just a nice little fun extra into the set, but really, it's a cry for help. It's danger, mate. It's danger. <laughs> it's danger. It's hypocrisy, is what it is. <laughs> Um, it's the next day in school and things get worse as Valerie's not only wearing the same outfit but she's only gone and got a blonde bob. A convincing one at that as Harvey kisses her on the cheek. And she goes, I could get used to this. Ooh. And then we get the best visual gag of the episode. Harvey... Best visual gag of the season? <laughs> best Har- visual gag of the three seasons. <laughs> yeah. And Harvey explains it away by saying, because of my Italian blood, I kiss everybody. He then grabs a random uh, football player. Oh, no, not random, it's bison. Is it Bison? <laughs> yeah. Well, he grabs Mr. 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 Bison as he as he comes in and says, "Hey, Bison!" and uh, kisses him on the uh, on the cheek and Bison's face. Bison's face. <laughs> I feel like whoever directed this episode just told him, "Oh yeah, you're just going to be an extra in this scene. Just walk through that door uh, and you'll be fine." At this point, yeah, yeah, no he problem. didn't. He didn't know. He yeah. didn't know. Super, supernaturalistic. And then uh, Sabrina says in response. You're Slovenian. Yes. So we now know the um, the ethnic roots of the Kinkles. So uh, that's, uh, that's good to know. Yeah, it's good. Not Sylvanian, as you as you misheard. Yes, I thought that she was saying that he was he was a nice felt bunny. Yeah, the, the, the Kinkles are far from a Sylvanian family. Yes. Yeah. Back home, and Hilda demands Salem paint more pictures for Brock. And the gallery, however, he has evolved into a higher power, one that uses found items like inner bicycle tubes and hazardous waste. Hazardous waste or found bodies? Mmm, yes, possibly. Maybe. Exposed needles. Mm. But that's not important, boys. Uh, Sabrina can't undo the wishbone spell because Salem got paint all over it like a dickhead. But he soon starts panicking when he reveals that there'll soon be two Sabrinas and Valerie will cease to exist. Serena comes up with a plan, however, that if she acts more like how Valerie used to act, then eventually she'll copy her back to her old self and Sabrina can return to normal. Right? Yeah, that that that's right, but completely incorrect because the parents wished for Valerie to be just like Sabrina in that moment. You reckon? Well, yeah. Come on, logic here. So if Sabrina had a complete personality change, Valerie would still be more like Sabrina because they want her to be more like Sabrina. Sabrina the brand opposed to Sabrina the person. Yes. However, how she ultimately comes to undo the spell isn't by being more like Valerie, is it? No. It is It is by literally getting them to say, I wish it didn't happen. Yeah. So No, 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 I wish happening. it did happen. Oh, we, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad so, it I'm happened. Glad it happened. Oh, I'm glad she changed. Yeah. yeah. So... Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert, everything works out well. <laughs> so, so, so essentially, as soon as they're glad that it happened, 
it stops happening. Yes. Yeah, it's a bit odd, isn't it? <laughs> no, as soon as they say it out loud, yeah. it stops happening. It's that it's that age-old thing of, uh, if you say it out loud, it won't come true. Right. That's what it is. Okay. Because it's a wish. Yes. If you tell anyone on your wish, then it won't come true. Yeah. That, that, that works. That, I, I'd buy that for oh, a dollar. But, although earlier in the episode, Mrs. Burkhead did tell Sabrina what she wished for. And that's how it happened in the first place, because Sabrina made it so by hearing their wish. It's the whole thing about... Because it's charitable magic towards mortals, yeah? Yes. So the whole thing is that they don't know what magic is. Yes. So they don't know that someone's making their wish come true. Yes. And as soon as they acknowledge that their wish has come true, it ceases to be so. Yes. I I think that's what it is. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Jesus. We shouldn't have had to think about that. (laughs) How did it take us that long? As much as we did, guys, that's not a knock on us. We're great. That's a knock on overly complicated writing in a kid's sitcom. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no wonder Sabrina's tearing it apart with a meta commentary. Yeah, exactly. Uh, In the canteen, and Sabrina isn't insecure enough to lure Valerie back to her old self, but she better do it quickly because she started saying that, uh, that she has aunts instead of parents. So she's starting to become more in the mind frame of Sabrina, which is dangerous. And she also uh, suggested that Sabrina should dye her hair brunette. Yeah, she does. Yeah, why don't you be like me? Uh, Sabrina has returned to the Burkeheads for dinner, which is a little different than usual because of Valerie's new upbeat behaviour. Instead of eating beets and rhubarb pie, they now eat fried chicken. Mr. Burkehead doesn't care for safety as much as he used to, and Warren Burkehead just wants to run around with scissors. Oh, that rebel! (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Mr. Burkhead uh, says that well, he's... he's um, it's a bridge. Like surveying a bridge. Yeah, he surveyed a bridge and um, he said that it was going to cost human lives and then they were like, whatever, and he was like, whatever, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, he's not he's not asserting himself as a safety inspector, so um, he's allowing construction that could result in a, a mass tragedy. And and it very much does, but we will get to that. Yeah. Spoiler alert! <laughs> There's death. Uh, it's no better at the Spellman house when we find out that Salem's latest painting's bombed and just when he'd ordered a mail-order bride. Yes! He a just... mail-order bride. Yeah, he just got a down payment on a mail-order <laughs> bride, he said. <laughs> well, that's because um, in 1999, the, the internet, you can do all sorts of things on that. It was the beginning of such things. Like yeah. Not not too far away from Fred Elliott's uh, tie bride in Coronation Street. Oh, no. Turned out to be a uh, market trader <laughs> um, running a scam. Anyway. <laughs> Happy New Year. Um, Bye, Eck. At school, and Valerie is becoming more and more like Sabrina, even wishing to change her name to Sabrina. But not Sabrina Burkhead. It needs to begin with an S. Sabrina Sirkhead. <laughs> yes, Sirkhead. I, I don't know why the word, the word Sirkhead is so funny, but it is. <laughs> it really is, <laughs> yeah. for no reason. Um, so the real Sabs thinks of something drastic. She becomes all punk and like feral like yeah she becomes a becomes a uh, emo goth hybrid punk. yeah I mean emos haven't been invented yet oh yeah um, so uh, yeah she, oh well talk about the cutting edge yeah. yeah so yeah she becomes a gothy punk with like makeup smeared all over her face and Mrs Quick is very concerned nose ring lip ring yeah knee high boots yeah. yeah dressed in black fun fact rain stick <laughs> no that's not oh no that's not rain stick that's, 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 that's a grown tube <laughs> yeah there Okay, let's change it then. Fun fact, grown tube. Oh, much better. That outfit is like a throwback, like a um, reference to when uh, Clarissa had her goth alter ego. 
All right. Oh, like more or less, more or less like um, outfit for outfit. So yeah, so nice a lot throwback. Long term, uh, MJH heads would have enjoyed that. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, just nice little fun fact. Um, I think it's a groin tube. Then was <laughs> a dick. <laughs> That's what. <it's> It's also what grow tubes are called in Northern Ireland. Oh, is it? Groin tube. Groin tube. <laughs> Groin tube. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> so, Sabrina becomes all punk and feral and stuff, and Mrs. Quick mistakes it for a teenage meltdown. Uh, speaking of meltdowns, Helder seems to have fallen into an early grave, which wasn't her fault, because in a bid to make his artwork more valuable, Salem tells everyone, including the paper, that Hilda has died. Yes. Nice. Uh, we're back in school where you can't see the fan for all the shit that's hit it, because now Valerie has magical powers. Eesh. Yeah. Um, so she goes, oh my God, Sabrina, look, um, oh, look, I've got magic. And she makes like a nice little Sunday appear. And Sabrina, in a bit to, um, I guess, knock her confidence with it, sets it on fire. Yeah, she does. I just, this, Valerie has magic for, I'm going to go ahead and say less than three hours. And I say less than three minutes. <laughs> five minutes. Let, let's say five call it an even minutes. five. An even five. Uh, and uh, first thing she does is tell someone. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyone? Anyone? Burn the witch? Uh, you know. I don't know. It's because she's not had like Hilda and Zelda like introducing her to magic and being like, you absolutely mustn't tell the mortals that that witches are a thing or what. But I wouldn't tell you guys. Well, I don't know. I mean, it just goes to show that, like, without, yeah, without that sort of drilled into you from the second you turn, you turn, um, that, yeah, you would just be like, hey, what's that work? (laughs) Exactly like that. (laughs) Yeah, look at that. No, it's it's just, you, 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 you figure it out, you freak out in the beginning, and then maybe down the line, you let someone know. But you don't do it in the first five minutes. No, not at all. No. That's what I'm saying. It's the five minutes that I'm yeah. concerned about. I'll tell you what I do like. I do like the genuine lack of magical special effects because I think they actually set that Sunday on fire. No, oh, they didn't. No, they... no? No, no, no. It went out too quickly. No, but the, the cream definitely disappears and the glass is black afterwards. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, it, they definitely definitely burnt it. <laughs> definitely set it on fire. You know what they might have done? They might have uh, covered it in some form of accelerant and then just went... That's it. Yeah. And then when it died that way, when the accelerant is off. So uh, could have been like a paraffin or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The oh, wait, no, it wouldn't have been a paraffin because uh, paraffin needs a wick to burn. I just put petrol on it. Yeah, just petrol. <laughs> nice petrol Sunday. Mmm. Mm. <laughs> Scrummy. Tell you what, I'm, oh, let's make really a new. It warms f- your cockles on a cold day. Let's, if we remember, let's make a new feature called Word of the Word of the Week, Accelerant. Yes. Say it uh, with me, boys. Accelerant. Join us next week. Well, we'll forget to do that. <laughs>
Um, back home and Brock has come to cry on Zelda over losing the love of his life and Hilda, not one for letting her dream guy get away, goes to tell him that the newspaper just made a mistake however he runs away screaming it turns out he asked Zelda for closure so she's zapped in some pictures of her in a coffin looking dead and stuff Yeah. well yeah, Polaroid pictures Yeah. how fucking grim is that? <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, poor Brock he might not be Ideal for Hilda, in our opinion, but he's he's heartbroken for her and terrified, <laughs> and and terrified and weepy. But yeah, they go so in a bit, Brock. Meanwhile, Sabrina has locked Valerie in her bedroom so she can't use her magic anywhere, and she goes to explain to her aunts what's happened. They tell her she must take Valerie home and get her parents to utter the phrase "We're happy, Valerie changed," which will undo the spell. And again, a nice little uh, commentary on the episode, well, on, on the show, as Sabrina says, "That's stupid. That, that, no, because I don't want them to say that." And Zelda says, "Listen, we know, we know more than you." Yeah, and well, I just, I it puts her in a place, which is good. Yeah, I just, I just, just so that was nice. It's like, it's like for fuck's sake, Sabrina, how many times are you going to do this and then question it? Like, I, mean, I know on. it sounds ironic. I know it sounds silly, but listen, maybe you should think that we know more about this stuff than you. Yeah, look, look how many hundred years have we been? Have we been witches? How many years have you been a witch? Three. <laughs> Fucking shut up. <laughs> listen. It was about time somebody said that to her. It yeah. was, it yeah. was. about time someone knocked some sense maybe, into her. Maybe this is the turning point of this season and of Sabrina in the future. And it's going to be less less of these magical hijinks in turning to Hilda and Zelda for help. Maybe that's the point of this episode. Maybe that's why she's pointed out. Maybe that's why Zelda's given her a good scene to. Or not. Or not, no. Well, I can't remember the name of the writer of this episode, but it wasn't a name I recognised. I think it is somebody who was new to the staff this season, and this is his or her first episode. So perhaps, I don't know, they're sort of bringing a bit of a... bit realism. Well, realism and sort of a bit of a shaking up, like, you know, you guys always do this. And you always do... There's there's two two, uh, key things. One, uh, we talked about... Oh, uh... One of my spells has backfired. Oh, that's a surprise. And then the other, you know, we know more about this. Just listen, you know, we know more about this than you. Like, yeah, it's kind of like it is possibly somebody new to this thing who's sort of like, I don't know, taking a sort of an outsider, more critical view of it and mm. noticing this, this sort of repetition, sort of highlighting and kind of satirizing it. It's, it is a bit of a, yeah, it's a bit like a, a new face sort of shaking the formula up uh, sort of move. Which I approve of. Uh, Serena thinks it'll be easy because they friggin' love the new Val, but it turns out they're worse off. Mr. Burkehead caused that bridge to collapse. He went, that bridge is still standing 20 floors feet, below sea level. 20 feet below sea level. 20 feet below sea what level. Doesn't matter, there's people dead on it. Far enough, <laughs> far enough. It's under. It's, it's underwater, it's the, it's the height of several people stacked on top of each other. Yeah, yeah. true. Okay, so, yeah. 20 feet below sea level. If you're on that bridge, or if you were on that bridge, you're dead. Yeah, Unless yeah. I was stood on the shoulders of, like, However, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if, if you were... Uh, if I was stood on the shoulders of three other people, three other men of six foot, yeah. I'd be all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so he's lost his job because he killed people. Uh, oh, Mrs. Burkhead's got fired from her job because she told someone who was trying to lose weight just to loosen up and eat lard. Yeah. yeah. I, well, uh, it would yeah. really loosen you up as well. It's a great greasing material. But is, it, is it a good, excellent... I don't know. It might be a good accelerant, though. <laughs> um, accelerant. Not well, only will we forget to do this next week, we'll forget our word of the week before the end of the episode. 
<laughs> I've just realised I said like excellent, but really, really, really strangely. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. <laughs> oh, happy New Year. <laughs> Join us next week where the next word will be marvellous. <laughs> Uh, oh, and, and the worst thing, really, I think, is Warren's been electrocuted and he seemingly talks to a voice box. Oh my god, yeah, he, he was proper. He got electrocuted and I guess his throat exploded. <laughs> yeah, and now he's like, I am. Uh, he's like Kane. Yeah, or Ned Candell. Or Ned Candell. That's when yes. he infected our computer. Yeah. Just bringing it back to you saying about this episode about being a bit conservative, saying, like, is this to show that if you wish your child to be anything different than they actually are, things are going to get worse? Um, Be happy with what you've got. I guess so, but as we established when we were discussing the real motivation behind uh, Mrs. Burkhead making the wish, I don't think she wished for Valerie to be exactly like Sabrina. She just wished her to exhibit Sabrina's confidence and comfort in mm-hmm. her in herself. I don't think she wanted Valerie not to be Valerie anymore. It's more, it's more Sabrina's misinterpretation of it or Sabrina yet again not realising that you really need to be very specific with your spells if you don't want them to um, have hilarious consequences <laughs> going to be very specific in what you wish for yeah. yes so it's really not a lesson that ordinary people in a world where magic doesn't exist could really learn from no I mean there is a bit of a message like you know be yourself and don't don't be like but I don't think there's a parenting message necessarily um, mm. to be taken from this yeah Absolutely. Just, just be yourself. Just be you. That's just, it. Just be happy with you. Just People be you. aren't happy with you. Tell them to, tell them to get fucked. Paraphrase us and our catchphrase on this podcast and say, it's my life, so fuck you. I thought you could have say, <laughs> paraphrase our phrase, Google, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so I was like, where's he going with this? <laughs> it's Google yourself, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's my life. Be magic. <laughs> <laughs> the Burkheads refuse to say those magic words. Definitely Warren, because he can't fucking speak. Uh, so Sabrina must resort to plan B. Spelling it out in a game of charades. Mm-hmm. Slash charades. We? Uh, we. Oui. Oui. So it's small. Yeah, it's yeah. small, tiny. We. Oui. Um, she, she gets rid of R, so it's just, she makes we into we're. Yeah, happy. Uh. And then Valerie magics in and they go, Valerie. And she's about, and she yeah. Turned. No one faints. <laughs> I, I feel like if someone sort of just magically appeared in your living room now, I'd be like, "Holy shit, what the fuck!" And turned your youngest child into a dingo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I'd, I'd be a little bit more taken aback. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a dingo, is it? Though it's just a dog. <laughs> it's just a dog. It's, it's, just, a dog, it's just a dog with a bit of a big head. <laughs> thought, thought I'd point that out. Um, <laughs> it's not a dingo. <laughs> no. So yeah, so so I guess the very loose the witch's counsel about how this um, uh, how this spell has to be because if I would have thought it would be you had to have to say in those exact words in that exact way we're happy Valerie change but no you can just accept we're happy Valerie you changed him and then into that's no you said we're happy Valerie changed change, him. Boom, that's it everyone. and then boom she what? turns and she everything's fine what's the time limit and the word limit and how far apart you can say the uh, the necessary words because that way all you'd really need to do is hold a conversation with someone and I'm sure they'd say those words at some point if it could even be if they said those words over a number of days perhaps maybe it would work you know not at all interconnected maybe maybe, maybe, work. maybe what they should what Sabrina should have done um, is interviewed them 
um, and then chopped it up so it goes like we're happy Valerie changed yeah. and then boom and then everything's fine everything goes back to normal everyone's fine uh, except Valerie in a way she's she's upset to be a well that she considers herself to be a loser so she yeah. runs off crying they're like oh my god our pathetic daughter's back to normal and I guess Sabrina did a good thing everything's all nice again if it's a choice between Valerie not being sure in herself, but still being herself, and maybe there is hope that one day she will gain more confidence, she kind of has already <laughs> through the course of this season. If it's a choice between that and Valerie becoming Sabrina, and who knows, perhaps eventually Valerie would subsume Sabrina to the point where Sabrina couldn't do magic anymore. Mm. Doesn't Salem say they would actually merge into one eventually? There'd be two Sabrinas and Valerie would fail yeah, to exist. She would, it would cease to be, so... Yeah, wow. Yes, Valerie's back to normal. Her parents have lost their jobs. <laughs> yeah. Is Mr. Burkhead going to prison? But but that just goes to show, because as soon as Valerie is changed back and goes, oh my God, that's such a loser, and runs off, her parents run after her, not concerned about their jobs, concerned about their child. <laughs> well, I would run after her, but I'm unemployed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to do. <laughs> What am I going to do, go to work? Rather than try and get the jobs back, their first concern was their daughter. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Well, we'll see in the next episode if Valerie's in it. If she's not, we'll just assume that her family had to move away to evade um, murder charges and to find jobs elsewhere. Yeah. The credits roll, and as punishment, Sabrina must file away all of Zelda's enchanted by Drell's magazines in alphabetical order. The only problem is... She's been subscribed for 375 years. Yay! How frequent is this magazine? I'm going to go with monthly. Not enough magazines to cover 375 years in that room. No, that that was just that was just the first century. Yeah. It's nothing compared to her international mail calendar collection which is uh making up the basement. Right. International so, mail calendars, they've been going for hundreds of years. <laughs> oh wait, international mail calendar is yeah. in I guess so, yeah. It was just a calendar of just people from different European cities. Oh, right. <laughs> Naked. Oh, no, that, yeah. Inter- why just European cities, so? though? International, mate. They could be from all over. Oh, they could yeah, be, yeah. yeah. It could be Papua New Guinea for all yeah, of Yeah, Papua New Guinea. Oh, Indonesia. Oh, call me Daddy New Guinea. Yeah. Oh. Madagascar. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. Congo. You're just going to keep naming countries. <laughs> Ecuador. Venezuela. Benin. Yeah, yeah, uh, Canada. Can- that's that's country. Yeah, New, New Zealand, the Cook Islands, um, uh, Sao Tome and Principe. Oh, good, nice shout. Um, Uzbekistan. Yeah, but we don't say them in order, so we'll probably repeat ourselves. After uh, a while, Saudi so. Arabia. Um, how many? How long can we keep this yeah. up? Somalia. Oh, oh yes, yeah. very nice. We continued with this game for Niger. roughly forty-five Niger. minutes yeah. Yeah. until Niger, Nigeria, Kazakhstan. Yeah, Kazakhstan. Yeah, um, Uzbekistan. Join us next time where not only will we have word of the day, will be who can name the most countries without repeating themselves. <laughs> there we go, boys. Episode 12. Whose so-called life is it anyway? Uh, was it a good one? So-so, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the meta. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed meeting Valerie's parents. I, yeah. know, I thought they were good characters and seemed like good, if slightly uh, extreme uh, people. Um, uh, I enjoyed Brock and Salem. Mm-hmm. That little side note. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what side note was that? Them together. Missed that. Well, what, that was that storyline. Brock was. Oh, I thought you meant yeah. Brock and Salem together. Well, Brock was in love with uh, Salem's paintings. He yeah. was. Yeah. He was. He had. He had an artistic 
Okay. Is Art Soul? Yes, yes, indeed. It's a SMTV joke from a long, long time ago, possibly 1999. Yeah. Um, um, I enjoyed the Art Soul, a Sailor in a Beret, um, and a, a painting shirt. Whatever you yes. call it. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And Harvey's kissing as well. Har- oh, Harvey's kissing was the moment. I had a lot going on in that. Had a lot going on. Those, the only bad things I think we mentioned at the start: the fact that it's a bit of a bit of a sort of conservative, like don't help people message. Mm. Although I suppose, uh, you know, not as much of one as I, as I kind of thought in the beginning when we've broken it down. It just out and slightly, slightly misplaced Hilda Zelda uh, roles. Uh, but anyway, there's no point just giving it a vague description of what I thought of the episode. We might as well break it down into our categories and give them an adequate score. So at the end of each episode, we rate it on a series of criteria. They are magic, wit, creativity and progression. Boys, just how magical was this episode? Well, there was only really one major spell. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a Sunday fire goblin ears. We did get a new producer of magic in Valerie. We got to see Valerie do oh, magic. Yeah. So that was that was, that was some added magic, some magic we've not seen before and probably never will again. But yeah, the, the overall magic was to do with a wishbone, which again was, was new. It made wishbones feel actually magic. No, yeah. well, Cause not Because, really. you know, as a kid, me and me and my brother always used to, you know, get the, the wishbone by... Uh, Little thingy, your pinky, and pull yeah. it and make a wish. So it made a thing that's that's believed to grant wishes actually grant a wish. So I, I liked, Bio, biomagic, right? Yeah, so really I did. Involved. Yeah, so I did like that sense, yeah. but there wasn't much of it. I'd say a two. Yeah, I thought I thought you were going to push for a three, and I was going to argue for a two, but yeah, two, a two, 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 yeah. two, two, two. Wit. Um, how how funny or how how well written was this episode? Well, with the with the meta references uh, and Salem's art designs and the fact that we had the Picasso and again Harvey's kiss, name. Harvey's kiss, yeah, uh, and, uh, and just yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and him blaming it on his uh, his Italian Slovenian blood, yeah. yes. <laughs> Serena does border Italy, so, you know, Serena's been very dismissive. Uh, I'd give it a a four. I would say four. What about creativity? Three. The whole wishbone thing sort of comes into creativity in a way, like, yet again, the sort of of immortal concept that has sort of superstition surrounding Mm -hmm. it and attached magical properties to it. Quite a creative episode. Yeah, I'd say somewhere slightly above average, so three. And finally... Progression, boys. There was no progression yep. for the overarching series. Though. This this was very much an episode where it was as if we would never, we'll never see Valerie's parents again. It was like here's them introducing, here's a story. Oh, they actually love Valerie and appreciate who she is. That's it, over. Yeah, I don't think we'll see them again, but at the same time, we have seen them now, so it is a bit of a bit of realm building. Yes, nothing with the overarching story, so nothing to do with the family secret. I think two. I think it okay, was okay, eleven out of. Excellent. (laughs) 11 out of 20. So below average. Uh, Hopefully things pick up a little bit with episode 13. It's unlucky for some, but hopefully not unlucky for us. Is the episode actually called Unlucky for Some? It's not, no. That was was just a phrase I was using. Uh, Would you like to know what it's called, though, boys, actually? Uh, It's called What Price Harvey? Obviously, Harvey is put up for for ransom. There is uh, some sort of question of how much would you sacrifice to have Harvey? Uh, it is imposed upon Sabrina by the tyrannical uh, powers of, uh, of the Witches' Council that um, in order to maintain her relationship uh, with a mortal, she must sacrifice aspects of her magic. There are magical things she won't be able to do that other witches who stay within the pure bloodline oh, of, of the witches are able to do. 
Okay, um, Christopher. Is how we're going to get kidnapped, Chris. <laughs> Instant <laughs> peril! Is she being kidnapped? Has she got to uh, fight, you know, <laughs> rescue Harvey for a price? What price, Harvey, is a question and answer game show where Harvey is teetering on the edge of a cliff over a volcano which could be erupted at any time and kill him. Excellent, okay, very uh, very violent and very graphic there. In fact, it's nothing to do with the sort. Uh, episode 13, what price, Harvey? Sabrina acquires a cologne that changes Harvey into someone more ambitious. A cologne that turns him into someone more ambitious. Yes. That can't go wrong, can it? I guess it, it's kind of he wants to uh, go for gold or so, he wants to be a better person. It's like, and what price? What price will it cost Sabrina to transform him back yeah. to or, or, just the goofball that he is? Or to keep him. Yeah, so so many questions being asked. The only question we don't need to ask is, is do these guys know the names of countries? Because we know that. Oh, oh boy, boo. Oh, boy, do we. <laughs> boy, do, do. Guinea. Uh, but one... <laughs> <laughs> but one question I'm going to ask, boys, is is can... I know we uh, dismissed saying that we don't interact with people, but can people speak to us online if they wish to? Oh, yes, ma- yes oh, they can. Uh, oh, man, yes, they can. Uh, <laughs> they Thanks. can uh, contact us on Twitter, Kiribati, um, at Sabrina Watch. Yeah. Uh, they can find us on our Facebook page, yeah. uh, Sabrina the Teenage Watch, Brazil. Yeah. And uh, Vanuatu, they can email us at um, Sabrina... The Teenage Watch at gmail.com. That's Sabrina the Teenage Watch at gmail.com, Namibia. <laughs> <laughs> They've said everything they need to about getting involved, but Scotland. what we'd like to do to be more involved is uh, going on to iTunes and giving us a lovely five star review. The more reviews we get, uh, the more chances of our show getting picked up by those people at Apple for them to have a laugh and remember how great Sabrina was. Yeah, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so thank you very much for joining us for this episode. I do very much uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I would like to thank my friends, Graham Riley. Thank the, you, Graham. The Federated States of Micronesia. <laughs> and I'd like to thank my other good friend, Mr. Chris Evans. The former Yugoslavian Republic of Macedonia. May every little thing you do be magic. Russians.